When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish. The podcast equivalent of that moment someone shows you a video on their phone and you're not sure whether you're supposed to like take the phone and hold it yourself or just look at it while they're holding it and the video goes on a little bit too long and you're like, I can't change my course now. And it's just kind of... It's, it's, uh... it's an audio medium, but I'm making at least one emoji. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. (laughs) I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today, yummy. (laughs) (laughs) You got that yummy, yummy. One of our favorite younger guys. We're going to talk about dating younger guys. We're going to talk about younger guys. And uh, we're going to have known younger guy connoisseur Davey Wavy on. (laughs) And I'm sure that's what he wants to be known as, like in his obituary. It's and he wrote 21-year-old dick till the end. Uh, and also, currently in the presence of known younger guy connoisseur Mike Johnson. Well, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's but true. We'll to, but we'll get to that. Guilty. Um, yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> Guilty. Wow. Maybe that's a little bit of insight into how you feel about it anyway. Okay, I have a correction. Feedback and corrections first. I have a correction. Great. Kyle, I owe you a, a jar of Nutella. I owe you something. Okay. Because because the 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 the, the person with the Airbnb that I called names that I'm going to try to not call names anymore gave us a perfect score. It, he rated our stay there. Nothing was out of place. I was wrong and you were right. Everything ended up back where it was supposed to go. You said you were sure that our group would do it right. Oh, and you're, okay. you were right. I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. Love being called right. But there was, <laughs> but there was, yeah, we were talking about that and other things. Okay, sure. Yeah. All yeah. right. Great. Okay, great. <laughs> I have a correction. Not a correction. I have uh, feedback that uh, several people sent in. So thank you to everyone who did. Um, when they heard our discussion about me mentioning John McCain, Side note, I've talked about John McCain on this podcast more than I ever have in my life combined, but so I don't know, Um, mentioned that, uh, you know, we talked about his stance on UFC and I was like, oh, he's like a war vet. That's interesting. And a lot of people pointed out that having someone that has been in war, has seen war, is a was a prisoner of war, had been tortured during war, they might be very knowledgeable and look out for some of the atrocities or, or, or know what... Uh, barbaric things to to look out for so I, I thought that that made sense as something that the experience of war could add to uh you know someone's knowledge and insight so no one was like no one was like enraging defense of john mccain they're just pointing out that 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 his experience you know uh mm-hmm. could could what we get very little like ridiculous outrageous feedback like yeah yeah. people are so nice to us even when we fucked up and they're calling us on our bullshit and not that we fucked up here i'm just saying like yeah like you could do worse y'all but only send it (laughs) to me no 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 no, no. (laughs) why would you you proactively say that to people (laughs) this isn't like sex where i want you to treat me worse like uh, keep doing what you're doing okay (laughs) all right thanks for those that sent that in do you want to do the news I mean, he didn't piss off John McCain. He's dead. Um, okay, yeah. Here's the news. Shut your mouth hole. It's time for your ear holes. News, news, news. 
want to piss uh, off John McCain. He's skull fuck his corpse. Yep. 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 News the first. Atrocities of war are nothing compared to the atrocities of my dick. Oh, God. Are the atrocities on Spotify? That's what we're going to talk about. <laughs> uh, so, so. So. Spotify, which you may or may not be listening to us on right this very second. Yeah. Uh, there's a conflict going on right now with the universe and Joe Rogan <laughs> and his podcast and Spotify. And uh, that whole thing is over anti-vax stuff. But I just wanted to do this story, which is that yet again, podcast host Joe Rogan is using his platform and estimated 11 million listeners per episode of the Joe Rogan experience to host anti-trans rhetoric and false information. Um, on his January 25th episode just last week, Rogan hosted Jordan Peterson, who's a retired Canadian psychology professor and right-wing dickbag asshole fuckface. Um, he, uh, he has said in other places, not on Joe Rogan's show, but he has said other places that being trans is, quote, a sociological contagion. And uh, when Rogan talked about the, uh, steered the discussion to the subject of transgender people, uh, Peterson went off to talk about this bill that's going on in Canada, uh, which is adding gender identity to their list of human rights protections. Um, and he said, quote, I knew full well as a clinician. Sorry, this is the doctor, the asshole fuckface. Not the Rogan's not, but like the, the, the extra, the Canadian fuckface said, quote, <laughs> quote, I knew full well as a clinician that as soon as we messed with fundamental sex categories and changed the terminology, we would fatally confuse thousands of young girls. I knew that because I knew the literature on sociological contagion. And um, so so later on in the conversation, apparently Rogan suggested that the acceptance of trans people is a sign of society collapsing, which is um, he cited the work of right wing British author and political commentator Douglas Murray. Uh, apparently Murray claims that trans acceptance will someday be seen as a late empire, a bad sign of things falling apart which is something that Rogan has frequently repeated on his show. So uh, one more reason to hate that fucker. Here's the thing. <laughs> I think, we, I mean, we just talked about it uh, like off the air and, and Spotify is kind of a big deal for us and is a, is a platform that we need to be on for a number of reasons. Um, so I had this idea of like, well, what can you do? What you can do right now, if you are listening to us on Spotify is first of all, give us five stars if you haven't already, you motherfuckers. <laughs> and then go to the Joe Rogan experience and give it one star and put in your honest feedback about him and his show. Because um, those things really do matter. Yeah. Um, and given it's great that we're talking about it because we have so close, you know, we don't have quite his audience, but we're very close in size. So, you yeah. know, so many people <laughs> will get this. In. I mean, yeah, it, I mean, 20 percent of our audience listens on Spotify. So that's like at least 20 people. At least 20 million. No, yeah, thousand, <laughs> hundred or something. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's all the shit that um, it's the same rhetoric that LGBT people have gotten so long. Like we are, we are. There's a slippery slope. There's a downfall of society. We're the terrible ones. Young people don't understand. Young people fucking understand. Young people know now that they are more accepted than uh trans and lgbt people used to be they understand what it means to be trans it's very easy for children to understand um and just because you're bigoted doesn't i don't know like they're the ones that have no comprehension of the experience of anyone else and yeah. 
part of our role. Like we've talked about a lot of gay white men have gotten the door, like the door has opened for us and we are far more accepted in society than Mm -hmm. so many of the other LGBT people. And we did that by kind of taking advantage and pushing out some trans people. So now's the time, like you're the, like we're the ones to make sure we are holding the door open for others, making sure we're expressing distaste for transphobia and reminding people that this is why one of the reasons I like the word queer, like being queer unites us all under like, I am part of this community. If you dislike trans people, you like me, you dislike me and my community. Um, and that fucking sucks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And I, I, I think, um, to that point, there was also uh, on Joe Rogan's show uh, about trans stuff. They were talking about this study um, that was um, it was a study that was suggesting that trans youth began to identify as trans because of social pressures. Hmm. That that like it's just peer pressure. It's cool to be trans, and that's why yeah. the kids are doing it. It's basically yeah. the fucking argument, and. Um, Turns out the study is totally fucked because uh, they only asked parents of trans people and those <laughs> parents had visited anti-trans websites. So, oh. um, but I, but I can understand reading a study and thinking, you know, about it and maybe not being a hundred percent accurate in your research studies. I can kind of, I can excuse it for that part. <laughs> maybe sure. one more reason. You're just like Joe Rogan, Kyle. Me and Joe Rogan. <laughs> I'm so muscly, <laughs> so popular. Um, the like the compare no one's trans because like it looks cool no one chooses to like uh, people may choose to explore gender because they're seeing it more available they're 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 seeing things that then represent what they're feeling inside or they're starting to ask questions like uh, only good things can come of people learning about being trans learning about gender learning about gender expression all of these things help form like help help people feel better in themselves if they're able to, I wish I could have explored being gay at a younger age because it felt socially acceptable. Yeah, so like, sure. yeah, it's, it's so fucked up. Um, and yeah, like, like you said, we're, we are on Spotify. We don't have the luxury of like, we're no, is it Joni Mitchell? We're, we're no Joni Mitchell that gets to make a decision because we're so rich and famous. Like we as an indie podcast have to be on the major podcast players, but that doesn't stop. Um, people from like, hopefully people will help push for the right change. Um, And if it's important to you, you have plenty of other options of where to listen to us. In fact, you have all the other options of where to listen to us. So um, hopefully that helps push things in the right direction. Yep. Also give that fucker one star. Do it now. Yeah. Put that one star right up his butthole. (laughs) Okay. News the second. Yeah. (laughs) Great. News the second. So uh, I don't know if you've heard because shit's real fucked up, but uh, the Olympics are happening in China and um, people who have landed on the ground in China have discovered that they are unable to use grinder. Um, the ga- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that tickles me so. The number one problem reported by LGBT athletes is lack of access to grinder at the Olympics. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, the gay <sighs> dating app Grinder is no longer available on Apple's App Store in China, which, you know, we were talking a little bit ago about corporations and what responsibilities they have on their platform. Even Apple, who gets 100% on the HRC every single time, is is kowtowing to the country of China. 
um, and and doing its bidding. But um, isn't Grinder uh, owned by a Chinese-based corporation? No, no longer. It was sold. Oh. It was it was sold to an American company in 2020. America made America poor. <laughs> <laughs> Even right wing people love Grinder because it's owned owned it on American soil. Let's get them now. It's all in anticipation of this of this law. It's called the Personal Information Protection Law, which just like our laws, give it a nice, happy sounding fucking name, and like then we won't know that you're actually like murdering babies or something but um on the surface this law is supposed to limit personal information that's stored in apps and requires data transferred between china and other regions to be approved by the chinese government and and even though even though china decriminalized homosexuality 25 years ago and a lot of its big cities have queer um neighborhoods queer bars uh, stuff like that um it, it is it is not really culturally a very accepting place for gay people and uh, there are a lot of sources that are saying that China has been cracking down on gay identity and and um, anything that they view as being undesirable to their social plan, which hmm. in- includes often queer stuff, gay stuff, trans stuff, etc. The government announced last September that it was banning portrayals of sissy men. That's a quote, quote, unquote, sissy men from television programs and gay love in video games. The National Radio and TV Administration told broadcasters that they must, quote, resolutely put an end to sissy men and other abnormal aesthetics, which I think I think we should start a podcast called Sissy Men. Oh, and I thought abnormal aesthetics. Abnormal <laughs> sissy men, abnormal aesthetics. <laughs> OK, yeah, sure. Um, it's interesting that that difference between like what is technically legal, how long ago something has passed and the social social acceptance. Um, well, unique and interesting in China, it would make sense to me, at least to some degree, that LGBT acceptance at a legal level does not then turn into acceptance of especially femme gay yeah. men. Like that yeah. that portion of it, I think people, when they try to like conceptualize like, oh, it's just like straight people, you love each other. And so if you have more femme guys, that still goes against the, the norms. I don't know. I, I guess yeah. I, I can understand that conflict and that it doesn't all come along with just passing you know same-sex marriage and there are reports that it's getting better but like china has this history of like population control by mandating that families only have one child and so all of these families try to have sons and like abandon their daughters because like they only get one and they need it to be a boy like there's a lot of toxic masculinity that gets inherited from that and and like a a a femme gay boy that's not (laughs) It's not going to be the face of the family and all of that. Like there's some mm. serious structural societal issues that need to get worked out there before it's going to be a safe, cool place for, for, for queer people. Yeah. Um, anyway, sorry, Gus Canworthy. Um, mm. News the last. Yeah. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Mike. Have you been watching Euphoria? I almost started watching it because i've just been hearing so much stuff about it and then someone was like it deals with some some darker themes that maybe emotionally i'm not ready for so so or maybe not in the in the mood for right now but anyway no i do not watch it i plan to it's been on my list because i date younger people and they're all (laughs) talking about it a whole bunch you need to have something to talk to them i need i need i need to be up on the lingo um uh but apparently hunter schaefer and zendaya are both in euphoria and in the 
uh latest episode well season two episode four hopefully this is not a oh sorry this might be a spoiler some of the articles that i read about this said that this is a spoiler so if you don't want to know what happens in that episode of euphoria then don't listen um but uh uh they um they did a shot for shot remake of the scene from brokeback mountain where they first have sex no um, the, the same outfits the same poses it is shot for shot these these two women um doing redoing that scene D- okay you said i didn't know it was two women how do we have the heath leather ledger spit in a, do, they, do, do we get that moment because that moment in brokeback mountain girl i don't know that part damn um, it mike yeah um <laughs> Schaefer said, quote, I mean, I love Brokeback Mountain. I also like that it's also something that I never would have thought I would be offered to emulate on film. So that was really Mm. cool. And that was fun for me and Zendaya just because we got to do our southern accents and act like (laughs) kind of old withered southern dudes who were secretly gay for each other. It was just fun on set for that. Um, So, yeah, that's the that's the I I, love that yeah right i have i have long wanted to long it's been several days that i've been thinking about like i want to redo um a single man or at least the ending where like he decides this is a spoiler if you haven't said that but it's old like if you like where he decides not to kill himself like um. that that same kind of like struggle and going through something but then like making a different decision i love that idea of kind of taking things that were supposed to be good representation or some representation and like modernizing them yeah yeah absolutely so I'm going to watch it. I'll let you know what I think when I see it. Okay, great. And that's the news. And that's been the news. We, do we need a sign-off tagline? Well, <laughs> so now I don't know. So like, clearly that was going to be a spoiler for Dan because he took his headphones off, which I'm not going to do. I'm not going to say anything. But now, like, what do we do on socials? Like, you make our Instagram happen. and <laughs> There's, there's anyway. we could well, not post about that. We could have someone else post the news. There's options. Yeah. I got options. All right. okay. We'll brainstorm right. afterwards. I caught a name, so I'm just going to post a picture of that person from that Perfect. show. Okay. And that's, I'm sure it's more interesting okay. than that, but I don't know. Unless you want to do something more exciting. I want to do something more exciting, which is read the Patreon members that are signed <laughs> up to support us. I really appreciate they give me all the euphoria I need. Uh, thank you to Patreon members Mitchell Markgraf. Wow. That's so close. I get I bet Mitchell gets Mark McGrath all the time. He's just so pretty. <laughs> I'm sorry. Every morning. <laughs> there's a there's a um uh Giga or Gija or Giga or Gija, sorry, I don't know. Um uh, uh, Forest Winslow and that was, a, that, was a, that was an easy one. That was an easy one. Thank, top, thank top you. Top marks for Forrest being easy. And also like a badass. Like I want my next D&D character to be named Forrest Winslow. Um, and Brian Maloney. Great. Jenna Marone, Maroney. Okay, got it. Nope. Different. <laughs> Brian Maloney. Um, thank you Post to everyone. Post Maloney. Post <laughs> Maloney. <laughs> um, thank you to everyone who signs up for our Patreon. If you want to get bonus content, get episodes a day early, um, a lot of cool stuff. And just support us. Go to patreon.com slash gayishpodcast. Do it. Do you want to talk about younger guys? Do right? I? I don't think you do. Do you? <laughs> no, you I'm seem, not really. You seem you seem a little bit coy about your uh, the fact that you're into younger guys, or like you have feelings about it, or something. I do. I absolutely do.
And like it was literally the entire um, therapy session that I had today was talking <gasps> about like like this. So um, it's very, very timely. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say that we're dating, but I've gone on a few dates and um, with younger guys in the very recent past, like the last couple of weeks. And um, one in particular is 29. And I have feelings about that. Mm. Um, and some of it is societal bullshit. Like I feel like a cradle robber or a chicken hawk or whatever that, you know, there's lots of terms for, hmm. for older people who are entangled with younger people. Hmm. Um, and, is that uh, what the movie Entangled was about? Yeah. Yep, <laughs> I didn't exactly. remember the younger gay themes of the movie Entangled, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> coming yeah. soon on the gayish remake. Um, yeah, I, there's a lot that comes to it there are a lot of assumptions that we can make about and stereotypes we bring to younger guys and we're going to talk about things that we bring to ourselves uh, and and things that society brings to those relationships so it is an added level of complexity <laughs> um yep. just one more kind of difference or judgment or, or expectation that that people have that that you have to work through yeah well, and uh, an acquaintance of ours, I will tell, I will talk to you about it off pod. Like, has straight up said, like, it's it's weird and gross, and I don't like it. Like, mm, um, was it me? No, no I was not you. <laughs> oh, I was not you. I, I don't. I didn't. Yeah, I, I I don't seek younger guys. I think I've learned to like everything I say. I want. There's something that's like a different. It's not if I'm like, oh, I want an older guy. Like, what does that actually mean? I want someone who's emotionally mature enough to be dating has at least, you know, some relationships under the belt or, you know, what, you know, it's like, what do I really want out of that? And, and that helps, you know, break some of the, you yeah. know, what do I actually want from a relationship? But um, yeah, we're going to bring Davey Wavy on and he's going to share the good, the bad and the ugly of his experience dating younger guys. Yeah. Yeah, he is. And um I'm I'm nervous. I'm actually really nervous. People, we've <gasps> gotten feedback, we've gotten feedback before that we we and by I think they mean me are, are weird about age and mm. uh, I, I who who knows what's going to come out of my mouth, right? Yeah, but isn't that also usually about older guys? So now, like, well, hey, if you hate on, in every direction, then you're just that's just a quality, baby. <laughs> I mean, you, like, I've learned a lot about how millennials operate from you, Kyle. And won't they, like, if I, every good thing that I say about younger guys, aren't they going to then assume that, like, the opposite, like, if that's something that I hate about older guys is that they're not that? Oh, yeah. We're definitely fucked. So, okay, great. yeah, that's true. Excellent. <laughs> there'll, there'll be some emails. That's true. That's, but you know what? I don't know. Enjoy, don't know everybody. Enjoy. Um, yeah, let's uh, take a break we, and come back with Davey Wavy. Yeah, when we get back, we'll have Davey Wavy with us, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll pick this apart and hopefully get some hate mail. It'll be awesome. Uh, <laughs> should we take a break? Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Recess. This is the part So are we back? We're back. We're back. We're here with Davey Wavy. Uh, we were just on your show, but uh, it's been a while since you've been on ours. So welcome back, Davey. Welcome back. Yeah, thank you for having me. How was your uh, visit with your parents? 
It was good. Um, we had, they overheard some of our fisting conversation, which <laughs> I was wondering how much of that they heard from the other room. It turns out most of it, okay. <laughs> okay. but only my side of the conversation. Oh, that's even weirder. How yeah. did they feel about, did they have any opinions on fisting that, that we didn't get to hear? Well, my mom thinks that if I really set my heart to it, I can achieve it. <laughs> yeah. That that's... four fingers, you're basically there. So, mm-hmm. you know. She's right about that. Yeah. What a what a weirdly supportive mom. <laughs> she really is lovely. <laughs> <laughs> what about your dad and fisting? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think he he um I think he was a little confused by the whole thing, so but it's okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> cut him some slack. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I don't know why I just figure like gay men and their sex discussions with their dads might be a little bit weirder. <laughs> do your, do yeah. your parents consume your content? Do they watch your videos or listen to your shows? I, I give them a very curated version of my content. Um, mm. And my mom's my bookkeeper. So she does mm. like all my receipts and kind of like the basic level accounting. Mm. Um, so she, I mean, there's like no question about <laughs> them fully understanding what I do. Uh, yeah, yeah. 14 gallons of lube. You can't expense that. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now, does she want to see what the lube is used for is like, is the question. And ge- generally, no. <laughs> My mom will never understand fisting. And that's, and that's, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> you don't need to make her understand that. I really don't. Yeah. Um, speaking of fisting, <laughs> we're talking with you about dating younger guys. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, well, well uh, or being fisted by younger guys or fisting younger guys in the Patreon segment, hopefully, if all goes to plan. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, we have yeah. Our, our fisting expert, our resident fisting expert, fucking Dan, who is going to do more about that on the Patreon. But for now, we're going to talk more broadly about you. Are at least to us have have shared that you tend to date younger guys. Yeah, I'm really thankful for um, for like absent fathers and daddy issues <laughs> because <laughs> they really it really creates my dating pool. Uh, <laughs> I think all all but one relationship that I've been in has been with a, a, a younger guy to varying degrees of, of of age differences. I think what I assumed was as I got older, the like the the ages of the guys would also kind of like graduate up a bit, and I pretty much consistently stayed at at like twenty one. Like college, hmm. junior, senior is kind of my like my my soft spot my hard spot I guess. <laughs> um and and as i've gotten older like that gap obviously has widened between i'm 38 right now so now mm-hmm. we're like you know it's 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 a significant difference um and that's also changed the dynamic of the relationship like when you're 28 and dating a 21 year old different from being 38 and dating a 21 year old yeah what I, the journey I've been on more recently is like, well, why, like, why do I keep, why is that my, like my, why does my compass point towards younger Mm -hmm. in the same Mm -hmm. way that for other people points toward, towards older people, the same age as them. Like what about it is so interesting for me. And so that's what I've been like kind of digging, digging into. Normally it's Kyle that brings the studies, but, uh, so I didn't, I didn't re look this one up, but I, I know that there's some literature out there that says it has something to do with the age of your parents. How old were your parents when they had you? Oh, oh they were 30. Okay. Okay. 
then th- that that maybe doesn't hold the the whole the whole the whole premise to this study was that younger parents means younger faces in the baby's face and that the the baby then views that as an attachment sign or attachment symbol so i'm trying to fuck my parents well everybody's trying to fuck their parents i think is is part part, <laughs> part of what that that's about but like but like what are you attracted to what are you acculturated to and that having young parents means you're into younger which holds for me right my i think my you're mom trying to was, fuck your parents I, good lord i well, think my mom are. is we all 20, are i don't 20, think i just want to go on record and say i don't think i'm trying to fuck my parents <laughs> Just go ahead and publicly state that for the record for every whoever's okay. keeping notes. Allegedly, that's fine. Allegedly, sure. But here, here we're talking about um, attachment and love and romance and relationship, and not just the fucking part. Although that happens also, right? Um, oh, I guess there's more to dating younger guys than fucking. Okay, yeah, we can, we can do that too. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Kyle, do you, Kyle, what's yours? You older, your age? What's the... My preference tends... I've actually, I've dated guys, like the ones that I've been in longer relationships with have been like either on my age or a couple years younger, uh, but my preference is definitely older. Like that's, if I built my ideal guy, it would be someone that's older than me. Well, then you're trying to fuck your dad too. <laughs> like... <laughs> uh, oh. There's a bit. There's a. There's a step in between there. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. All right. We can. We're not. We're not talking about me. We're talking about. We can explore that on the the older guys episode. <laughs> but for now, <laughs> Mike, have you done like the the kind of like taken an examination? Like, why? What is it about younger guys that like, like why? Yeah, it's it's a great question, right? And there's some. There are some like neutral answers, and there's some like complimentary answers and there's some answers that i think are really dark and i don't like and so like psychological yeah so when i go when i go to like like a dark place like a bad place like it's a it's it's maladaptive in some way i think i'm i'm trying to reclaim some lost youth that being being with this younger person means i'm their peer so i'm basically their age so i'm going backwards in time and acting getting to be younger than i really am because i'm with this person like I don't know. Maybe there's something to that. I don't like that. But <laughs> do you, outside of dating, do you have a feeling of uh, you know be, coming out at your 30s? Do you have a feeling of missing that that youth being out in your 20s? Is that something you feel otherwise? Hmm. Um. I think that's it. I think we figured it out. Well, yeah. All right. Goodbye, everybody. This is gayish. <laughs> Well, so does does that resonate for you, Davey? Like, is it? No, but it sounds like that's like a great explanation for you. Okay, <laughs> great. Yeah, I mean, I was out and proud like in my teenage years, but for sure, like if you didn't get to live openly like in your twenties, that like getting to do that through a partner would be would satisfy um, some emotional or psychological need. I would think. I mean. Hmm. For me, the best the best that I've been able to come up with is like I had when I was a kid, like growing up, I had I had a like I was feminine, I was chubby, I was like an easy target for being made fun of, Um, and uh, like I was also raised Catholic. It was very easy for me to like hate myself to to feel unlovable, and sometimes I think me dating younger guys, albeit you know guys in their early twenties. Um, is an attempt for me to like love the like 
heal my own pain to like love the younger guy and myself that felt unlovable. <laughs> you love the younger guy and yourself. <laughs> Pervert. <laughs> I'm opening up my soul here. Uh, we could do both. We could do a little both. Um, op- open up your soul and your butt. Um, is there, I mean, like if you were, did not totally feel like you fit in, if you were chubby or if you were like, is that, I wonder if part of it is trying to, if there's a group that you feel like you didn't belong to, like now proving you're part of it, like, Hey, y'all didn't let me in when I was that age. Now, like I can rule that age. I can, I can be the, like, I can be the coolest guy in that group of people. Yeah. But I'm not necessarily going for like jocks and, you know, like a lot of the, the guys that um, I date are also kind of femme and like Twinkie. It's not like the cool kids, you know? Mm. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I want to, I want to keep um, armchair chair analyzing y'all because that's fun. But, but okay, I, I want to okay. ask, is there a mic for you is like kind of the, the lower range that you tend to, but also is there like an upper range, whether you think about it, like, Oh, I debt, like no one over this age or accidentally, it just happens that it tends to not be people over a certain age. Like, I want to know what the range is. Oh, well, I mean, I, I could, <laughs> let's talk about the french thing i said i was going to talk about it so that the french have this rule that it's it's half your age plus seven should be the bottom of your range oh and then to do math right right, right. (laughs) get the calculators guys (laughs) so for me that would be 28 and a half what is should be the bottom of my range and uh, and then to to do to do the other direction it would be your age minus seven times two so for me that'd be like 70 something (laughs) um so yeah 70 72 and i i don't i don't know like my i do tend to date younger i tend to hang out with younger people socially like all of my all my friends are in their 30s it seems like except for fucking dan <laughs> and um uh i just changed my tinder to filter out people under 30 oh but the top of my tinder is still set at 49 I'm 43. So like there's, there's definitely that reflects a preference for younger men, but, um, not, it's, it's not like I, it's not like I have it set to like 25 to 35 or something, you know, you're a lot of what you're talking about is theoretical ranges based on rules or what you put in your profile. And rather than avoiding the question, (laughs) I'm wondering if you could answer directly on who do you in effect tend to date, Mike? dudes in their 30s okay would you fuck a 20 year old uh yes yes i would (laughs) yeah and uh he he just turned 20 actually (laughs) (laughs) but you want to date a 20 year old i um here's i don't know when to talk about this either but like the the, the the questions of whether a a romantic true connection based relationship is possible with somebody that much older or that much younger than you and i i have my doubts so like having a friend with benefits who's a lot younger that seems okay and doable to me but like to be to be with somebody that was born in 2003 i i i i don't i don't know i don't know 
you, you have to find a twink with a sufficient amount of trauma. That's the key. <laughs> <laughs> because then they have lived many lives. So they might be 20, but but they're actually 60, you know? Yeah. I yeah. I like this for like how do you yeah what do you look for what do you put on your profile yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dam- I want to damage your whole like your parents damaged your psyche exactly <laughs> yeah once someone's like oh my dad's in prison and da, 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 and I'm like okay this is gonna be good like this <laughs> this is someone that has done some work on themselves <laughs> that's the secret Mike what is the what's your reservation what would you be worried about in dating younger guys or the possibility of a relationship with a younger guy. The, the very first thing that bubbles up for me is I don't want this person to be responsible for me when I'm old and dying and they're still in like the prime of their life. Like I think about, wow. I think about being in my seventies in 30 years from now. And this person would still be in their, in their forties or fifties. And, and like, I, okay, girl, first of all like who's to say that you're gonna be together in 30 like most relationships don't last that long yeah yeah. i I mean i can give you plenty of things to like to ponder over about dating a younger guy like like first and foremost is like a 20 year old doesn't know who the fuck they are and so when you're trying to create a life with someone who's like graduating college (laughs) um that presents a pretty unique set of of like very immediate challenges that aren't 30 years down the road <laughs> like yeah when yeah. you guys are together but interesting that that's where you go to yeah that to me also very surprising to me and like also a little bit of like you making the decision on their behalf of like who i'm with like oh i wouldn't want them taking care of me like if you love someone hopefully they'll want to take care of you no matter what they could get hit by a bus too and you would have to be take care of them if you're married and decide that that's like what you want like there's I don't know. That's taking on a lot of burden, both for the future and for their decision of what they want. Yeah, I get that. And if you get enough patrons on Patreon, <laughs> you can hire someone to fucking take care of you when you're 70. <laughs> <laughs> David, do you have do you have like a de facto upper range that doesn't involve math? Um, upper range? Like how yeah, old yeah. would I go? Not, not would you go, but like the guys you tend to date, is that do they happen to all be younger than a certain age? Um, yeah, I think like my range would be like 20 to uh, 32. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. But the, but the sweet spot is like 21, 22. Like that's, that's where I generally, generally, um, well, yeah. Also, so, to, so to speak <laughs> i wasn't gonna do that you did that <laughs> i was yeah. gonna let that one slide by and it was funny because when i was like preparing for this podcast i actually t- took some notes today because this is a subject near and dear to my heart penis and hole and i was like i really want to put together a list of like pros and cons and <laughs> and the funny thing is my cons list is so long. Like I just kept thinking of like reason after reason after reason to like, like not date younger guys. Mm-hmm. And yet I continue to make the decision to do it. The pros list is short. There's like three things on it. And yet yes. like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> what are they? <laughs> the pros or the cons? What do we yeah. want to start, start with? The pros. Let's start by welcoming in our younger audience okay. before we take them out. <laughs> yeah. And I guess then my hypothesis is that these things are strong enough that they outweigh whatever list of cons I can yeah. I can create. So um 
for me, there's something really fun that comes. Uh, there's like a, a joy that comes with experiencing the world through someone else's eyes for the first time. Like I had a, a, a boyfriend several years ago who was in college and he was studying French, but he didn't have a lot of money. And so I surprised him at Christmas with a trip to, to Paris. And so we went to Paris for the weekend. And when we were landing, he was crying because he was like so moved by it and so excited. And um, when I like fly with someone my own age, they're like, why are we in economy? Like, why aren't we in first class? You know, like they're so jaded bitches. <laughs> so... I feel like we're also formulating the pros and cons of dating guys like your age or older, our age or older. Like <laughs> that sounds like less of a benefit of younger guys than just like <laughs> shitty things about people that are just like <laughs> jaded and don't yeah, give a cynical. shit anymore. Yeah. 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 yeah okay. There's just, there's just a joy about like a, a, a sense of wonder and like, you know, if there's a place that you love, like say um, you, you know, you, you spent time living in San Francisco and you want to take a younger guy to San Francisco, he's probably never been. And he's really going to like appreciate it and think it's really fun. So, so I really enjoy that, that piece of like dating younger guys. I don't know how like directly we want to tackle this, but like that, I will just say like, that seems to be also the reason people have kids. Cause they're like, I, you know, <laughs> I get to see the world through their eyes. And I teach like I've them got a solution for you. I don't, I just, I don't know just how. Adopt one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how like head on we wanted to get with that, but uh, well, I'll just, we can keep going on your pros list. Though. Okay. Yeah. That's a good point. Point taken. Um, <laughs> The other piece also feels like being a parent. As I was say, I really enjoy the nurturing dynamic, like the almost like a mentorship dynamic that happens. Um, like I find that really like fun, but like satisfying, like fulfilling to really kind of like take someone under your wing and like really um, like it's, it, I, I think for me, it's almost more, it's, it's, less daddy and more mommy almost is like what mm -hmm. it what it feels like mm. yeah mm -hmm. when he suckles from my teat yep yep god Same. we should have had a psychiatrist on here i know <laughs> but, probably, this is probably very, maybe i was molested i don't know what's, i don't know what's going on but um and then the final thing on my list unless you have care to elaborate on that just I, I i totally that totally resonates with me like i i call myself a mother hen all the time I, I just i have this i have this just natural tendency to want to give people guidance and like help keep them on the right path and call them on their bullshit but gently and like i i really enjoy that and that that dynamic lends itself well to that it's the same reason i still volunteer for my fraternity because i get to help a bunch of undergraduates like figure their shit out and that really speaks to part of my soul and it works both ways because, like, yes, you're giving them advice, but it also makes you feel appreciated. And it's also very, like, makes you feel seen and fulfilled, right? Like, it's kind of mutually yeah. beneficial. Absolutely. Yeah. Last but not least, they're so damn cute. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that fresh skin, like, <laughs> it's just, yeah, they're very cute. Yeah, three for three on things people say about babies. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> there uh, there is to me an element of um mike like you've shared with me when we talked about age before that gay people used to adopt legally adopt the person they're dating yeah. purely because 
we weren't allowed to get married. So in order to actually have rights and have legal standing, that was the solution. And as weird yeah. as it sounds, there's, I, I don't know, I, it, it, there's, there seems to be like some of the things you're saying, like speak to history of like gay dating or gay sex that I, I just wonder how much our history continues to permeate the things that we do. Hmm. I think something that's along that vein would be that, um, cause you see these age differences much more among gay men than you would say, like, like straight cis couples, I think because we give ourselves as gay men, like we're already swimming upstream. Like we're already like going against the current. People told us that we were supposed to marry women. We didn't, we're going to, you know, get with guys. And so I think we take, we ask ourselves more like, well, what else is going to make me happy? And like, what else has society told me I ought to do that maybe isn't right for me? So I think we really give ourselves more freedom in our relationships. Um, my trainer at the gym is 22, 23, something like that. And he's like, he really likes what he calls MILFs and and talks about older women all the time. And so I was like, well, how old is the oldest woman you've been with? And he's like, oh, man, she was 26. And I was like, I was like, that's not an age difference. Like, that's your, your peer. Like, I thought he was going to be like, you know, I fucked this like 50 year old mom or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, all excited. I'm like, 26? Like, fuck you. Like, that's, that's nothing. Like, so I think we have a different re- relationship with age differences just as gay men. I also think we also have a different relationship with age doesn't determine maturity or like someone who came out is super confident in who they are, you know, in high school, that's very different than someone who comes out later in life when they're 40. Like those two people may have a similar style. Like they've never dated dudes. They're trying it out. They're, they're learning about experimenting on it with it. And it can be at such different ages. I feel like some of the age difference can be prescribed to like, when did you come out? When did you start learning about these things? How much, how much have you dated in the past? So we yeah. have a lot of emotionally immature 40-year-olds. Is that what you're saying? Well, I, I was I was going to say, yes. like, you can add this to the pro column for dating younger guys. It's that they don't have all of the issues that I'm about to say of, like, <laughs> by the time you're my age, by the time you're 43, you either have been out of the closet for a really long time and gay culture has totally fucked you up and you're damaged, or you were in the closet until you were 40 and being in the closet and living a straight life closeted fucked you up and you're damaged like there's there's a lot less and society has changed like we grew up in a much less tolerant society in a much less open society with a lot less positive gay representation like people my age have issues yeah we're a bunch of broken plates i was gonna say it sucks that the two options are you're young younger and damaged or, or you came out early and you're damaged or you came out later and you're damaged yeah i hate that those true, are the though. two pathways <laughs> You know what, though? Like, I used to go to these um, YouTube conferences back before I was producing porn, and YouTube would invite me to such things and <laughs> <laughs> to speak to impressionable minds. And the audience in these conferences, it's like, it's like really young people. It's like high school students. And they, um, when I would look out into the audience, it was like all these like queer kids with like, you know, boys with nail polish and like pink hair and like all sorts of really cool expressions that like, they young people today have um, this really sense of ease navigating the sexual orientation, gender, things that were just too fucking old to like <laughs> we have a very different experience with. And I think because like they've spent so much less energy fighting against themselves, like they're gonna have the ability to do like awesome, wonderful 
things over and they have to because lord knows we're giving them a world that's pretty fucked up <laughs> so yeah 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 so that's a pro i think they they're just of a different of a different world and that's a good thing yeah let's hear that cons list baby oh yeah. girls long okay <laughs> now I'm, and i'm gonna preface this by saying these are generalizations because like the first thing on the list is lack of sexual experience now if you're 20 years old that's true just by virtue of years you know in your life is a lack of sexual experience but you could also be 50 and have a lack of sexual experience or you could be 23 and, hypothetically right. <laughs> <laughs> or you could be 20 and have had 500 partners you know like it's these are generalizations, but what I have found to be true in my in my experience, and I have sampled quite a large. <laughs> What's your sample size for this research? That you've yeah. Done? No, no. yeah, probably it, somewhere between five hundred and a thousand. <laughs> very very fair sample size. Then this, yeah, this data ought to be pretty spot on. Then scientifically valid. Yes. <laughs> the FDA has emergency approved this yeah. cons list. I think. I think, so. I think so. Okay, so lack of lack of sexual experience, and that will manifest in many ways um including very physical ways like douching like that that like when you're 20 years old you just might not have that kind of understanding of your body and how that all works so you may be washing your sheets a little bit more more frequently you mm -hmm. send guys like here's my video on douching let me talk <laughs> and then you can come over <laughs> well what i say is <laughs> i say um oh are you going to douche and if they say, what is that? <laughs> and then I say, block. No. <laughs> um, but I've had to like show guys how to douche before. And like, that's an aspect of nurturing that I don't find like s sexy or fulfilling. I, I was going to ask, like th there's part of sexual inexperience and, and like you were talking about mentoring and teaching people things. I was going to ask if that applied to sexual to, to sex or yeah. I mean, maybe not necessarily to douching but beyond that. Does that play into the one of the pros that you mentioned? Um, no, yeah, no, I just find that no. frustrating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But and then the other, so beyond douching, like if we expand it a little bit more, it's like the ability to ask for what you want and sex. Mm -hmm. Um, to oh wait, let's even rewind it to know what you want and sex, and then to be able to ask for it. Like those are two distinct things. Now I at thirty eight have um like. A, a pretty good understanding of that for myself and feel comfortable asking for those things, even when they're things that are maybe uncomfortable, like asking someone to lick my feet or like, you know, um, voicing what my desires are. But when you're 20 years old, like I, I, it's just a lot, it would be a rare 20 year old that has really discovered so much about themselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. No comment. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm 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 just I'm excited about the rest of the list. I can't, okay. I'm too eager. <laughs> so that that was just number one on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Okay, the next is the lack of emotional experience. So, mm -hmm. like, I'm someone who enjoys poly relationships. Like, I like open relationships. Um, the skill set, the emotional skill set that's required to navigate that is something that people tend to learn through experience and 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 later in life. Um, so. You know, like if you're dating someone that's 20, um, a lot of the programming that they have in their head is like from watching Disney movies yeah. and thinking like they're waiting for their Prince Charming and happily ever after. 
that's not fun. I, yep. that, I, I wonder if that plays into me wanting to like my ideal guy in my head being a little bit older is more the, like someone needs to have emotional intelligence to deal with me. Like I don't, I won't do well with someone that can't like know how to understand me and manage me well. Cause like, I know I have a lot of things that they need to like kind of figure out and multiple guys I've dated have been like, I've learned to be so much nicer than you or I've learned nicer to, to people because of you or I've learned, like I've grown so much. And I'm like, I don't want that. I don't want someone to have to learn how to be like good at the emotional and the, the dealing with people and, and, working with them instead of against them and stuff like I don't, I don't want to have to do that i want them to already be good at that the person that's going to be able to uh emotionally manage you is not going to be 20 years old yeah you know like it's just not <laughs> like then again i um had a guy that was like we hooked up a little bit and was trying to like turn that to see if there was something dating there and we were both interested in that but it just like the when i put out what i wanted directly he didn't like do well with that. He didn't know how to respond to that. And then ended up just like, he was very emotionally immature and didn't know how to deal with that. So that's like back to your, you know, generalizations. There are still, you know, people older than you that don't know how to do that shit either. I I actually, I was in a relationship. The last relationship I was in ended, I think three years ago. And, um, when When he turned 22, (laughs) he aged out. And, (laughs) We had only dated for, I think, like not six or nine months. Like it wasn't, it wasn't a particularly long time. And he was like totally 21 years old. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, I was his first boyfriend. When he broke up with me, he was like, you know, when I first started dating you, he's like, every time I would see you, there was like butterflies in my stomach. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and I just don't get that anymore. And I like really want to have that feeling. And I was like, yeah, that, do you think your parents, when they, when they like walk in the door after work at butterflies fucking seeing each other, like that's what yeah. happens in every relationship. The butterflies yeah. are there so you can build this connection, but then it's like up to you guys to really make things fun and interesting moving forward. Yeah. And I knew that the connection that we had was like pretty rare and hard to find. Um, and he's since followed up with me being like, wow, I've like dated people since you. And like, it's just really challenging. Like it just doesn't fit the way that it, I was like, yeah, girl, like if we had something <laughs> special, you know? Uh, yeah, I think there's something to like having a couple relationships under your belt to know some of those things, like learn some of those things yeah. through experience. And the the downside that I can like uh, when I was like came out and, and after a while hadn't dated anyone long term, I felt really shitty about myself that I hadn't dated anyone. And so like I, I understand that, that can make other people feel bad if they haven't been in a relationship yet, knowing that they may get excluded for that reason, but also there are plenty of people out there that are in a similar boat. So like there's, there's, there's all different kinds of people and and that may disqualify you from some or that may be exciting for others. Get that experience with other like young people. I mean, like I, I just at 38, I don't want to be the person that you're learning like that stuff from. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't want to be the, the, the test subject in that way. Yeah. Yeah. That was number two. Okay. <laughs> Number three. I can fast forward. Is this too much? <laughs> this is great. This is going to be our first two-parter. <laughs> no, 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 no. Please continue. Lack of financial, again, generalization, but lack of financial stability. Mm-hmm. Right? That, like, younger guys, we were all in college. Like, most college guys don't have a lot of money. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's something that happens 
later in life. Um, and so it means that like, you're going to be paying for, if you want to do something, you're going to be paying for it. And the second piece of that, so that's an A and B, is that there's often a power imbalance in part yeah. caused by, so like if in life, you know, here's everything that your partner wants, I'm holding up a circle and here's everything that you want, another circle, wherever those overlap, that's awesome. But in all the areas that they don't, compromises need to happen. And if you're paying for a hundred percent of the things, does that give you more leverage in those compromises? Like, or, or does it not like you still approach it 50, 50, like those are difficult things to, to navigate. I don't have an answer for how that plays out, but like, it's definitely a challenging thing to, to navigate in a relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And how can there not be some kind of power dynamic to it? Right? Like it, it just, it just is money. Money is power to do things in our society, in our culture, in our world, whether you want it to be or not, all you anti-capitalists out there in the universe, but like, <laughs> It is. It just, it just is. Yeah. It just like, is. It's a resource. It, it, it is. He wants to live in San Francisco. You want to live in Austin, Texas, you know? And it's like, okay, well, like if he can't afford to live in San Francisco and you're going to be paying for the apartment, it's like, yeah, it's, it's like, it's, it's challenging. Yeah. How, how do you figure that out? I don't know. Hmm. All right. Now we're getting into like personal gripes. Ooh. Okay. So flakiness. Again, not all young people, but fuck sure, it's a lot of them are <laughs> are fucking flaky. Um, I think because young people just have a different relationship with like time and commitments. Like when you're 21 years old, like you probably don't have you know a, a Google calendar of your events, and when you're 38 and you're running a business, uh, like your time is is managed and scheduled. And so if I make plans to get dinner with someone, um, that's in my calendar and there's other things that I'm not doing so that I can have that dinner. Like as if my like life is so interesting and busy, but it, <laughs> well, it is busy. It's not particularly interesting. Um, and a lot of younger guys I find um, tend to like the day of, or like the night before are like, Oh yeah. Like, no, nah, I'm, uh, I'm not going to have a car or just things that a flakiness that um, I find really irritating. Yeah. Let's have dinner. Okay. When, I have a next Wednesday. That's like six days from now. Yes, that is my next available evening. Is that work for you or not? I don't even know what I'm doing tomorrow. Like these are conversations that you have with younger guys online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they'll say yes. And then two days before you'll be like, just confirming for dinner. And then you never yeah. hear back. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, too young to have a sense of self. I don't know. That, that one came in there. Um, and then last on my list is poor communication skills. And I, and I don't think that's a reflection of, well, it is in part being young, but I think it's also the generation that younger people are. And now that like they, their communication skills are like Snapchat, you know, like that's how they communicate. So to look someone in the eye and express how you feel um, is not a skill set that kids today have. (laughs) Plus, they're always on Snapchat. That ding-dang Snapchat app they're always on. Yeah. I I mean, I was saying this before we started recording, but like that, um, I use this as an example, but like there's been so many dates where I've gone on with like a younger guy and you're like, gee, I don't, I can't get a read of like how they feel about this date and you're at dinner and maybe you're like really like 
pulling teeth to like get, keep the conversation going and like, you know, dinner ends and they leave. And then like 30 minutes later, you get a direct message on Instagram. It was so incredible meeting you. Like you're so sexy and I had such a wonderful time. And it was like, so great getting to know you. And it's like, could, could you have expressed any of that through your <laughs> fucking mouth when we were on the actual date? Could you at least warn it on your face that you were like having a good time? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I, I totally, totally, totally agree with that. Like the, the number of conversations that I've had after the date that I was like, well, why couldn't, why couldn't you have said some of that while we were sitting they can't. there? Like, they can't. They're not capable. Yeah. Of what is that about? Is that a, is that like a fear of rejection? So like it's easier to get rejected over some other like social media platform after the fact than it is right there sitting in person. It's so much easier to be vulnerable like behind a screen than it is looking at someone's face. And, and when you're older and you've been rejected to your face, like it gets pretty easy after a while, like mm. not that big a deal. Someone rejects me. All right. There's 7 billion people in the world. But like, if you don't have that experience, um, it's scary. I think to put yourself out on a limb. Yeah. I think there also could be like, if you're not as experienced going on dates, just the anxiety of being there on the date, you may not like there, there may be a million things going on that don't look like enjoyment and in the moment and all that stuff, because like, I have so much anxiety about being on this date and am I saying the right things and talking to you? So like you, you may not basically like, that may come across as something different than how it feels. And yeah, like the inability to then like say like, oh, I'm feeling like really anxious about this, but I'm glad to be here. Like that, that's also like a scary thing to say out loud. I think, I think it's all amplified by their inability to communicate in part, like by the younger generation, like being um, like so accustomed to communicating electronically <laughs> that like, yes, a date's new, it's different. They might, but like they don't have the, the, the tool set to express themselves so like so i play this game when i invite a younger guy over my house for like a hookup or for a date and i live in palm springs and so so there's not very many <laughs> young guys <laughs> so they've, they've driven in from los angeles they've yeah. done a two-hour road trip to get here so they'll pull into my driveway and which you know the whole front of my house is windows and and so uh, i see them pull in and they text me and they say i'm here and then the game that I play, obviously they're here. I can fucking see you. The house is glass. The game that I play is I will see how long it takes them to go from the car to my front door to ring the doorbell. Because oh. if their phone doesn't tell them what to do, they don't know to do it. So they'll sit there in their car and I'm like, okay, will they burn to death in the Palm Springs heat where it's 115 <laughs> degrees in their car. Will they burn to death before they get out of the car and, and, and attempt to like knock on my door. And many a twinks have died. that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and no one wins in this game, by the way, because like in this time that it maybe it takes two minutes or three minutes for them to take it upon themselves. I am getting so turned off. Cause I'm mm. like, Oh my God, like this person can't even fucking ring my doorbell. They have to like, wait till I like, they're afraid to like knock on my door. Cause their phone hasn't told them to yet. Mm. So mm. I'm like completely mm. flaccid by the time, like so uninterested. By the time <laughs> you emotionally <day>. flaccid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, we're, we're talking about younger guys inability to be direct with what they want, have conversations and the idea of playing a game to see what, how they react on their phone seems like it's playing into the, 
the immaturity and inability to be direct and communicate directly with someone that we were just complaining about with younger guys. Wow. I like, so appreciate that insight. So I should just know that that's what they're, they're waiting for me to, to, I think what I'm waiting for is for that, like twink that can take it upon themselves. That like alpha twink. That's like, I'm going to ring the doorbell. <laughs> alpha twink. God, if you haven't created that <laughs> porn site yet. Um, uh, no, I mean like, uh, it's like, what are you looking for for them to do? If if I was showing up to someone else's house, I may be nervous. I may be full of anxiety. I may wait for a little bit. Like at some point, yeah, I'm going to have to make a decision. But like, I don't know, like going through tests to decide if I'm worthy to meet up with you does not seem like the emotionally mature, healthy kind of ideal that you're that you're hoping for when we're talking about that level of communication with someone. It's a great point. I'm going to retire this, this, this okay. litmus test. Also, like they didn't know they're being tested. Of course, now they do. If any yeah. of them, if any of them, does anyone <laughs> listen to this? Uh, <laughs> not really. Just fucking ring my doorbell. Okay. <laughs> Have you said to people, maybe, like maybe less about like if and when they get out of their car, but like, I like guys who directly tell me what they want or more confident or are, you know, we'll, we'll, I don't know. Have, have you told people that, that that's what you're looking for? No, but what I, what I, sometimes I do cave when they're like, I'm here and I'll like wait a couple minutes and nothing happens. And then I'll just write back. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Oh God. Or I'll say, or I'll say me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like that. I like that one. My anxiety, just even thinking about this is like through the roof. I like, these are the moments I hate. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing that I wanted to be sure to ask is I think um, saying that you are dating guys in college, some people may say like, that's too young. They may get grossed out by that. They may think that there's like there we've decided we've all agreed on an age of consent, but people still think that there's like that line is, is weird. What do you say to people that like feel weird about the idea of, People our age dating guys in college. I feel weird about it. So <laughs> okay, that's not yeah. what I expected. Yeah, no, and and I totally get what you're saying because like there's, I mean, like I was pretty mature as a teenager. Like when I was 18, I could totally make the decision to consent to someone. Like and yet there's people who I've met at 24 who would be like, oh yeah, like this person can't like make decisions for themselves so <laughs> totally. we've kind of like picked this line in the sand but it is like arbitrary yeah. and we had to pick a line somewhere and so we did um and some people you know it's it's um it yeah it is it is weird and challenging and um and yet uh fun at some level and exciting and fulfilling and um also i don't know it's like it's 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 all of these things so yeah. I, I would, I would love it if my compass pointed towards people my own age and, um, and that'd be a wonderful thing, but hmm. yeah. <laughs> I will just to show I'm not, uh, passing judgment. Like, even though I don't tend to date guys that are, that are yet that young, like sex, like everything, like, uh, I think my age range for sex is like 18 to, uh, uh, whatever I don't know, just kind of whatever. Like, the I, limit I, does not exist. I don't, <laughs> I don't know that. Yeah, like I, I have definitely slept with guys on very many ends of the scales, and like I've checked someone's ID before they came, just to like because I, I want to be super sure that, like, you know. So uh, down, down to fuck. 
is what I, I, I want to get across in this episode. <laughs> I, I would add that I think what two consenting adults want to do with each other in the privacy of their own relationship and in their bedroom sexually is the foundation upon which gay people existing in our society has been built. And you just need to get over that. Like if this person is an adult and that person is an adult, be on board because that's what allows you LGBTQIA plus people right. The, the right to exist in this world. Amen. Yeah. That seems like a good place to leave it. So profound. So profound. Okay, great. It's, 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 ring shoot. my fucking doorbell. <laughs> <laughs> should we take a break? I'll, I'll go ring Davey's doorbell. He won't let me in. I'm older than him. <laughs> Let's take a break. <laughs> Let's take a break. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. So are we back? Oh, we're back. Yeah, we're back. I did that. Cool. I'm ready. <laughs> uh, we are going to do our gays and straightest. We're going to do our gays and straightest. But first, Davey Wavy, where can people find out more about you, what you're up to, all the things? Tell us now. Yeah. And the easiest way is to uh, connect with me on Instagram or Twitter. It's official Davey Wavy on Instagram or the Davey Wavy on Twitter. Um, or to see the work that I'm doing, you can go to himmeros.tv forward slash gayish and you'll get 25% off any of our memberships there. Yeah, Mike. It's, well, yes, yes, Kyle. Mike and I uh, watch and have discussed on your podcast, Him Respects Age, many of the uh, uh, the videos that you do. I really enjoy the realistic, uh, like very different than the porn. Realistic, very well done. Also, very hot. Lots of the porn stars you know and love. So definitely check out himrospectv slash gayish. Thank you. Yeah. Um, well, our website is gayishpodcast.com. We have far less shirtless social media accounts at Gayish Podcast on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Uh, we played Queerdle on YouTube recently, which is a lot of fun. Uh, and we have a group, facebook.com slash group slash Gayish Podcast and a Discord. Join us there to keep talking. Our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails, is 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rate supply. Our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. Unless you're sending us a complaint in which it's Davey said the right one earlier and it's gayish at email.com. <laughs> uh, and our mailing address is post office box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 98109. Um, time for gayest and straightest. I, I'm, I'll go first. Great. I was on a date with a younger guy, and the gayest thing about me this week was uh, he was randomly talking about hollandaise sauce, and I just pulled the ingredients for it right out of my ass. It's like the, the gayest thing about me was just no. I was like, it's 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 egg yolks and butter and lemon juice, mm. and yeah, I I just you got hollandaise knowledge for days. Exactly, exactly. Um, it's very brunch oriented knowledge, I think. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, and the straightest thing about me same evening i think it was the same evening yeah he called me out because i wore loafers to a gay bar <laughs> which is apparently a, a faux pas of some kind um, how about you kyle mine are the duality of medical professionals that i see my uh gayest is my new doctor is uh gay uh which has a nice benefit of like him kind of getting it he removed the phrase high-risk homosexual uh, <laughs> uh sexual activity 
from my profile, which I saw and thought was both fair. And he was like, I don't know what, like the way that's written. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I don't really, I don't know. I don't care. I, it's true. He changed so he, it to slut. <laughs> <laughs> if he wanted to be accurate, that's yeah. more medically accurate. I think um, <laughs> um, the straightest is my therapist that I just started seeing um, when I asked her if she had experience with LGBT issues, she said she took a course once. So I was like, Oh, okay. I know I get where you're at. And that's, I don't need you to help me with gay shit. I need lots of other shit. So like, that's fine. But like, she's not going to be the gay expert that I want. (laughs) We're here for you though. (laughs) My other venues like this discussion. Um, Davey Wavy, what about you? My gayest gayest and straightest are one in the same. I, Uh I, harvested the lemons from my lemon tree um, this past week, but Mm -hmm. then turned them into a lemon bundt cake. (laughs) (laughs) Harvesting them was the straight part. It sounds more straight than picking them. I harvested them. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were going to turn them in, but you don't drink uh, a virgin lemon drop. That's not a thing. I know. And then I put them on my butt. And then, yeah, I don't know. And They're like anal beads that are grown naturally or something. I don't know. Um. Thank you to all the young guys that we date and hopefully don't hear this. So they'll keep dating us. Yeah, indeed. And Davey Wavy, thanks again for being here and being on. We appreciate it. Always good to My see pleasure. you. Pleasure. Uh, also, thank you to our Super Gap Bridgers, uh, Josh Copeland, Forrest Nail, Patrick Martin, Anonymous, James Barrow, Explosive Lasagna, Christopher Farrell, Jamie Pugh, Kevin Henderson, Tipsy McStumbles, Donald Linsky, Thomas B., Dusty Sands, A.E. Coleman, Chris Cacciatorian, Jerome York, and CNN Javi. We appreciate Ooh. you, whether you're older, younger, or the same age as us, all the same. Well, that's it. This has been Gayish from the Chris Cachetorian Studios. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. See ya. See you next week. Comments and criticisms. Gayish at gmail.com. What is it? Uh, no, that's it. That's it. That's where you should send your criticism for sure. <laughs>